It's Josh Williams here, guys, and welcome to another bonus episode of the One Man Podcast brought to you by Absolute Comedy. My guest today doesn't know that we're recording the second the music starts, so those little hums and haws you'll hear are uh, Alex. My guest today, Alex Nussbaum. How you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm good, and I, I had a feeling that I was being heard there. <laughs> good. You're like, you and Pete Johansson, the only two people who've ever talked over the beginning. So this music starts, like, ah, oh, I like this. Right. <laughs> but it's all in there. I have no post-production. I just... Uh, oh, really? Want, oh, well, yeah. that's good to know. Yeah. I don't edit any of this either. Would so it, whatever we talk about, I mean, theoretically would be heard. Because I started, I find like as soon as you start chopping things out, you might miss, might change the context of something. Possibly. Right? Possibly. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> that that also means though that, that um, the fact that I, I don't have a glass of water. I was just going to say that. As soon as I took a sip, I'm like, oh, I didn't, I fucked you over. Well, guess what? We're starting this podcast that way. So uh, I'll tell you what, let me get into a, a question here. I even took the fucking headphones off. Uh you're here at Absolute Comedy all week. Yeah. We worked together on Tuesday. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun show. And I uh, I didn't even realize you were here this week until like, I got to the club. So that's when I was like, dude, if you have time, we should sit down uh -huh, and podcast. Uh -huh. Luckily, that worked out. Right. Why do you th why is that, that that you didn't know like you if gives you the I sense that normally I don't care you, who's here. Right. Okay. I That's thought I, just, I thought I was special in that you didn't know. No, I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. You were special in that case. You were special at listen, there's fucking comics here every single week and I don't go out of my way. I don't want to waste any time talking. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like you're I liked you enough to invite you to the podcast. Uh I, I didn't apparently enough to get you a drink so that you could no, I just I actually the experience. <laughs> I actually I actually waited until we started. Thank you, I appreciate that because I was too busy plugging cords in and and asking if there was any personal subjects that we couldn't talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, I just well, I knew I was hoping for this kind of a, a scenario. Yeah, where, good. Where now you're kind of in a position where you have to walk away from your own podcast. That's fine. The fucking fridge is right there. Maybe we can both walk away. I'll go back to the massage chair over there. <laughs> yeah, how'd you like the massage chair? Um, I felt it was a, it was um, a little. It's <laughs> good for you walking away, so I can just me and the, and the listeners at, at home or wherever they happen to be. Um, well, I did find. Well, I don't know. Maybe I wanted to tell you while you you have a way to respond to what I'm saying. I'm gonna respond right fucking here. Could do you think they can pick no it up? Ice or no ice? Do you think uh, no ice? Do you think they'll be? Can they pick up what you're? Can they hear you from there? Can you hear me right now? That's why we wear the headphones, so we know what we're hearing. Well, I don't know. I mean, I can hear you through the headphones as well. Yeah, because that's the mics are picking them up. No, but also I'm saying that I can hear you because you're five feet away from me. I mean, through them. They're noise canceling. Go fuck yourself. Do not. Do not. That's not how noise canceling works. Sure it is. No, it isn't. Yeah, it means that everything that's not coming through the thing is is. Well, noise, yeah, but not not quite. Noise. Not We've been arguing. By the way, we went out for lunch first. We've been we've been arguing about <laughs> not even arguing. We're just deconstructing everything in front of us. We went to Colonnade Pizza, a staple here in Ottawa. Yes. I don't know if I should have mentioned them by name because we've got uncert I have unfavorable things to say about the experience. Oh right, that's right. Yeah. You do. Well, whatever. Listen, they're great. This is the first time I've ever not had a stellar experience. Um It wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't terrible. We we ate first. Uh they had a thing, guys, if you happen to be uh, you know, um, on the Facebook feeds, uh, we we checked in there with a hashtag. I love what is it? Colonnade Maravel Pizza. Now or whatever. you're helping them. I mean, you just went yeah. from saying that you had some 
negative things to now you're. I was helping them because I love them. Oh. They are normally okay. generally good. Okay. But apparently at noon on a Thursday, not so much. Yeah. At well, least at that particular location. And I'll leave, I'll tell you what, I'll leave a little bit of the mystery in which one we we're at, even though I just named it. So you might have been paying attention or be capable of hitting the rewind button. Mm. Um, but regardless, we went for lunch and uh, and Alex likes uh, salad and fungus on his pizza. And I, I don't called, know what's wrong with the called, cups. They're called vegetables, by the they're way. They're called uh, you, salad. I'm not getting a salad. So you got, you, you got misrep- a salad and salad You're, on your you're pizza. misrepresenting me to make me look like I'm, some, I'm one of these weirdos who likes to have... What is this? I'm just going to throw a picture on Instagram of us recording. Luckily, Simon naked in the background happened moments later. This is Alex with his his frustratingly. You're saying he's lurking behind me without me knowing? (laughs) He was. He doesn't. Simon lurking is actually the best word because Simon is a lurker. He will travel around this house. You never hear him coming. He comes upstairs super quietly. These stairs creak, Mm. but Simon somehow navigates them flawlessly. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be just, you know, putting putting cream in coffee or something and saying hello and you're fuck sakes and it's like the staircase of the basement is right in the kitchen Mm -hmm. so he's just there you don't know no word of it and sometimes what he'll do is he'll cough to not scare you but he still does that at the top of the fucking stairs right behind you so it's still you may as well just Uh grab me when i'm not fucking looking (laughs) right Anyways, sounds like uh, you know, got a good living situation here. Yeah. Well, we've we've gone into what five different subjects. Now. <laughs> uh, Alex is less than happy. About it's a plastic cup, and you want to tap. Water. I had no problem with it. I was just wondering it's where the only person I know I that wants just... to be served tap water in a fucking crystal glass. <laughs> Can I have the cheapest, worst product in the best? presentation possible uh no no i i I, it's interesting because you're saying a lot and it's in no way coming from anything i did i'm reading what you put in front of me all right no okay so so if if the people uh listening want to to they don't believe me and why would they want it who gives a crap about any of this but but i was merely (laughs) admiring the glass in the light because it has a green hue and i was like oh what portion of the glass is that green coming from and then and then and then nothing but vitriol from you nothing but a lashing out for what reason i don't know foreshadowing (laughs) it's because of the fact that we were talking about complaining that you assumed i was about to complain you feed a fat guy bad pizza it's like dropping a stone into a pond. Who knows how far the rings will go? Do you remember say earlier, uh, uh, as we were driving uh, from that place, uh, you said something about categorizing people. You just did that to yourself. Yeah, but I, I said a fat guy, and I am that fat guy. I know that. Uh, but you're not putting all fat yourself people. in. You're putting yourself in a your uh, what do you call it? a, a box. box? Yes, and it better be a big box. There, here, and I, there yeah, we and go. I, I, hey, I'm setting him up. And I'm knocking him down easy. Yeah, well, nice and easy. Uh, I knew what I was doing there. I wasn't happy about it because I knew the outcome. But yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say more like a shipping container, but anyway, the thing oh, is, my uh, feelings. Ouch. isn't that what we were going I was for? Just saying we're supposed we're to be gonna, hurt by all of this. It's going to say, if we're going to do it, let's do it. But, um, <laughs> but the massage chair, I felt it was actually not as comfortable. There was a lot of unpleasant cha- rubbing, like a kind of the material was yep. a bit, and then there was Have you one ever looked up the word massage. N- <laughs> well, massage doesn't Typically usually feel bad. You feel bad during, and then you feel better afterwards. No, 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 no. But this is no. But a massage is not supposed to incorporate a, a rough material to, to give ah. you some kind of a rug burn while you're enjoying. And then the other thing, I have had a massage, by the way, a few of them. 
in no way, in not, no point in the massage does someone grab hold of your thighs and then hold them as tightly as they can and then just keep holding them and then never letting them go. And that's what this weird chair well, did. You don't, you don't, while, you while, while sending jolts of vibration towards... I, I'm just saying that whatever... I don't know what brand this is or model, but I wonder if anal play is in the title of Dude, the, it's a leather chair. But I was I was aroused. Yeah. Anally. This thing, this thing, oh yeah, this thing has like almost like like a little taint massage tool in there. Yeah, it was more than that. The taint though. tickler. Like it's it, it went deep into the Yeah, everyone says that. Women love it because they're like, oh, what's happening down there? Yeah. But for us, we're just like, I don't you know, it, it moves back and forth. So for us it hits just the butthole. For them, it hits yeah. I don't know, the the gooch, the choda, the the vagina probably. Yeah. No, I've, I felt I mean, like I'm not a doctor. I felt like it, I felt like I I I wanted to get involved. I wanted to help. You're out. ready to make I, a commitment. I wanted to help out. No, I want. I liked where it was going, but I wanted to also. I see. Throw let me little, let me get that for you. <laughs> you, you, me, you sort of like I, yeah, it's, it's sort of like. All right, I see what you're doing. Let me uh, let me just unzip this. It's like that ninety ten, right? That thing was going ninety, and yeah. you were like, I was trying to give it the ten to be right. like green light. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is not gonna be a me too moment, chair. We are gonna. I consent. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I never said any of those things. I um, but that's the, that's how good at GarageBand I am, though. I can take your voice wavelength and I can make those words yours. Is I'm that? Not, no, wow, I can't. I can't do that. I, I, don't, I don't even know if that's a real thing. I don't even know if that's a real thing. But that's how fucking horrifying is, would it, that be if that was a thing? It isn't exactly that, but yes, they can uh, take. They can sample. They brought that Star Wars guy that. back to life in Rogue One. They do that. No, they sample. They sample someone's voice, and then they can have it say whatever you want. They've already. Jesus. I think like a year or two ago, they showed that. Um, I saw a video of them doing that. So that is available, like where you can have someone sound like I think it was like Obama, or you know, and then he's just saying whatever you want, just type in whatever you want it to say. Yeah, there's certain ones you'd never even need. That it's like we need so, we need to sound like christopher walken is saying something like oh we've only got a thousand volunteers yeah, right, yeah, somehow good. before we've even posted anything yeah. <laughs> so people volunteering to do that let me do it uh, let me yeah people are shy in the bedroom too right they sometimes they want the lights off i get that but i'm a guy i'm visual i'll compromise i'll turn off the lights but just don't get all weird when you brush up against my night vision goggles you know it's it's give and take I don't want my most intimate moments to feel like I'm conducting a black ops mission, but if it makes you feel more comfortable, it's the gift that I give. Some people are shy. Some people are shy when they hug you. I get sometimes I get a, one of those hugs where it's like, are we hugging around a table? What are we doing? Like, I get it, you know. Sometimes you ladies want to send that message. Keep your nipples to yourself. I get it. Just don't pat me on the back. I don't like that. It's a bit condescending. I feel like if you're going to pat me on the back during a hug, I get to lean in and burp. That's what I do. I, oh, thanks. That was jamming up the work since lunch. Lifesaver. Yeah. People are... Communication's hard in the bedroom, though, right? People, you, you don't know what they want. Say nasty things to me. That's, don't make the same mistake I did. Don't say things that end up chipping away at their self-esteem. Turns out nobody wants to hear, ah, you don't apply yourself. You're weak in character. You bring very little to the table, and then you're very difficult to please. Huh? You like that, don't you? Huh? Coffee breath? 
No? See? Hard to please. That was a thing too. I actually heard somebody recently, just, just to, to bookend that Me Too thing, someone said that like you can't give consent anymore because with the Louis C.K. thing, an, an argument, not my argument, but an argument is it's like, well, what he did was, you know, gross and perverted, but in those situations, consent was given. He asked, there was a yes, but then people, well, yeah, but that the argument is the position he was in forced an answer. So somebody moving past that, whether, whatever our positions are in it, but, uh, the person that I was speaking to about it was saying, no, well now, no, now you don't get consent from someone. You have to get enthusiastic consent. Somebody said that. Or that was like Somebody, a made, this was a conversation up. between me and someone else. Right. This was not like someone was yeah. on record where they could get whatever. But I was just, I thought that was very interesting just as a concept because now consent, right? right it used to be get consent. Yeah. Now, now consent, the, there's arguments being made for consent given under what, blah, blah, blah. So I just thought it was funny that a thing that's been the term, at least for one person's position is, you know, if you're going to do something, you have to get enthusiastic consent. Uh huh. So all I was saying was that you were trying to give the chair enthusiastic. Oh, I see. Consent. I see. That's where we came around to that. Blah, blah, I see. Yeah. That's Sorry. That's okay. I was, cause now I'm, now we're on that. Cause I was about to, we don't have now, to, we can move past. I was about something. to talk about that. Cause I just thought to myself, the idea, the idea of, of, uh, well, he got consent. I'm like, I'm like, uh, it says first the scenario you wonder, I don't even want to get into it. I, uh, you can. Listen, I my, just, my audience has heard a lot of different conversations about a lot of different things. I don't and uh, I mean, they, here's the thing too, though. This is like, this is like opening with this as a joke. Cause we haven't, we haven't had a chance to talk about what a wonderful person you are and the bright eyed young comic getting into stand up. However oh, many Jesus, years ago. Really? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> we don't have to, but it, at, least, eyes, at least give them a chance. D- dim at this time. Yeah, but, yeah. They'll give you a chance to fucking. You know, fall in love with you first, and then we're like, "Hey, let me talk about fucking CK right, jerking right, off." Right, right. I brought it up because they've already heard me talk about everything yeah. under the sun. Um, we can we can go back to it if if you would rather, or just know that my audience is not one that are like they tune in and they go, "Oh, these people, everything they say is super serious." Some they like the thought provoking stuff. Some of you, some of you don't. Some of you are sure. stupid. I'm stupid. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't care. We okay. do whatever. Okay. Well, why don't why don't I give them a little bit of context about you? is you currently live in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And uh, I may as well plug at this point that Alex, this this uh, episode is coming out on Friday morning. Alex is here at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa uh, for the rest of the weekend. So if you do hear this and you're like, oh my God, this guy sounds hilarious, um, you can see him. You have opportunity to see him Friday, Saturday, and Sunday evening. So go to absolutecomedy.ca, get your tickets. If you happen to be listening to this months later, well, look and see where you can find Alex Nussbaum and uh, and go see him. He's a super funny guy. Uh, my girlfriend uh, just started to pass gas in front of me, so <laughs> looks like we're exclusive. Huh? Right? I hope. I hope she's not fighting with anyone else. <laughs> For the sake of everyone involved. I'm, you know, I, I'll do it occasionally too. I, uh, you know, I got a bit of a, I got a kind of a nice muted trumpet sound going on. You know, you know, a little, like a little smooth jazz. I'm just saying, I'm thinking of starting a jazz ensemble, putting out an album, silent but medleys. But medleys, there's two jokes in there. There you go. There's a little That's good. ask history for it's you. Also, I would say go see him, guys. I was excited to see that Alex was in town, and I was excited to sit down and chat with him. Who knows what we're going to talk about, but uh, 
It could be how you get someone's enthusiastic consent to watch you jerk off like you would want that. Yeah, yeah. Usually if someone was there, if I'm if I'm consent seeking, it's usually for participation, not for hey, do you want to watch this? Right. Cuz that's that's weird. I'm jerking off because all else failed. You know? Yeah. All else? <laughs> That's I'm interesting. Just, I'm letting you. I'm like, yeah. Let me un- sell me the rope to hang myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's interesting. It's just interesting. That's weird to me. I, 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 jerking off to me is fun yet shameful. It's like eating to me. It's like eating an entire pizza. It feels good at the time, and then when it's over, you're like, what? What am I doing? Right. What am I doing? At the end. Yeah, yeah. That feeling, you know that feeling after the. After I could have done so much more with finished. my time, my money. You know. Now I have to undo what I did in terms of, you know, the feelings. Uh huh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we, we, didn't we just just a second ago say that we were not going to open with this? Yeah. Well, we are. Here. That's why we're, I'm just like, that's why I'm not letting you just talk at this point. Because life's not a PVR, man. It's a, uh, okay. Listen, you are a Canadian comic. Uh, you started here in Canada. That's right. Why did you start doing stand-up comedy? Um, I, well, I, it was, I have difficulty mustering passion for just about anything, and making people laugh seemed to be the, one of the things that was was more fun than other things. And uh, I started; I was doing improv for fun. I f- discovered that I was pretty funny at it in high school, and I always liked stand up. But it took me a while to start. I didn't start that until I was like in my mid twenties. Yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, I just found it was I was good enough at it. And uh, it was creative and fun, and that was kind of what I was looking to do. And uh, there's nothing else that I really wanted to do. I mean, I was yeah. I was academically pretty good, but I I didn't want to pursue it beyond just getting some decent grades and then moving on with my life. What were you doing? Like, did you have a? I mean, obviously, if you're mid twenties, you got a day job or you've got some sort of. Yeah. You, what were you doing at the time? And do you remember like your first set? Uh, yeah, I remember, yeah, kind of that first amateur night kind of set. Um, yeah, I did pretty well. I was already confident enough on stage because I was already doing improv for a while. So, so I wasn't like shaking up there. I was kind of, I was kind of a bit of a ham. Um, and I, and yeah, it was like a good scenario, you know, like a good room with some people that knew me, you know, coming to support. So it wasn't like. I didn't have like some kind of typical like ooh amateur night bomb or whatever the first time. So you did have the the for lack of a better term, like the, what we call sometimes, at least here in Ottawa, was the safety blanket or the birthday party where yeah. like everyone comes to see you. Yeah. Do you remember what you were doing for like a living at the time? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I was, uh, that was like the, I just started working um, in animation. Oh, very yeah, cool. That was, um, that was what I ended up doing. After university, I, I uh, didn't know what to do and then I got into animation. I was th- I thought I was going to get into computer animation and then I just ended up taking some classical animation and then I started to work at Nelvana Animation which yep. uh, does With a the lot polar of polar bear. That's right. Yes, yeah. they do a lot of like uh TV animation. And that was like my day job for a bunch of years when I started out. Yeah, do you remember some of the shows that you worked on that Oh yeah. I know. Yeah, it was uh it was like mid to late 90s. Okay. It was um uh things like Really young kid stuff like like Franklin the Turtle and Little okay. Bear and stuff like that. Uh, things like the Ace Ventura cartoon. I remember that. Um, some stuff like the the there was like a CBC show called um, uh, Bob and Margaret. Okay. Or, um, uh, but probably the one that that people 
know the most and I get the most reaction from uh, because it was part of their childhood. It would and be, you've saved it for last, naturally. Yes. <laughs> the showman. What is it? Uh, magic school bus. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. People, I didn't. I never watched it. But, I never watched. But it. people, I guess, of a certain age, do right, like, it was like you know, it was like tell, it was like saying I was on Sesame Street or something like that. I don't know. Right. I guess. You know, I was the guy who was in Snuffleupagus' mm-hmm. costume. So yeah. So uh, yes, I um, I was in kind of like that. Yeah. That's super cool though. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. I mean, it was a job. Like it's the funny thing is, is it's 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 an interesting sounding job, but inevitably you're just drawing every day, kind of like bit of a assembly line scenario so it's one of those things that sounds cooler but then a job always becomes a job right um by the way i'm going to be a lot like this throughout this whole interview That's i think fine. just demystifying and just spoiling the fun of everything um but uh but uh, yeah because i mean i even work with people who are passionate about drawing i wasn't that i was just i could draw and it was like oh i guess i'll get a creative job to pay my bills yeah. and then i was i was like yeah I'm, it's not that creative and then uh people i worked with who were passionate about drawing i watched that passion just leak out of their body mm-hmm. over years because there's like this is my understanding is ottawa actually has a huge animation community yeah they've they have like a festival here oh i didn't know that. i think so yeah i think there's like an animation festival. very maybe yeah maybe there is i just know there's a lot of animation companies here yeah uh I know that back in those days, fuck, that was even before the 90s. So like in the 80s, the Raccoons, that show, that was animated here. Okay. But uh, there's a lot of big like US shows and Netflix shows that are actually animated here in Ottawa as well. Like, for example, we were talking about Burr's uh, show, F is for Family. Yeah. That's animated here. Oh, cool. Big Jump in Ottawa. Interesting. Um, And there's other things. The Brickleberry show was animated here, a bunch of stuff. But... uh, One of the things that I've, I've talked to, because I have some friends that work for those companies, and they've said like how... I don't even remember the terminology. You you probably will help me with it, but it's like something how like not on concept or whatever, but like somebody will get hired to work on a show and they go, here's the character that we need you to animate or whatever. And every time right. like you draw it, like they basically, you know, look at it versus the original and decide whether or not it's close enough to the concept or the, the structure or whatever the fuck it is. Right. So like I could see that someone would be like, oh, I just want to draw and create something. It's like, no, you just keep drawing this and draw this every day, four hundred times or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's pretty much um, it's kind of like sitcom writing, mm. where you're what you're supposed to do is make it as um, uh, what's the word? Like, not assimilate, but to, but to to have the style be as close to the style of the show. Right. Right. Yeah, same. I say sitcom writing because it's like sitcom writing. You have to the characters have to sound like those characters. You're not writing out of nowhere. It's it's yeah. you're, you're following a specific mold. Yeah, and and, and yeah, then someone so, goes, oh, that well, they would never say that. Yeah, so you, you know so you mean? need so same thing with with uh, drawing for an animated show. Obviously, it, the characters have to look like the characters, and so yeah. once it's all designed, and that's kind of by the time I I came in, then you're just drawing them in different scenarios, different costumes, different props. Maybe different, you draw a different background, or yeah. that's pretty much all it was. It was like maybe you you could draw a new character if it was like a guest character. So that's you know, but yeah. you're drawing it in the style of the show. Um, so just a, just a lot of um, of 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 uh, I almost had the word repetition. No, it's like where you're. Um, it's a simple word. 
It's like when you're when you're when you're trying to become like something else. It uh, starts with a C. But anyway, As, okay, assimilate was was no, close. that wasn't that. No. Well, I only I just it's a good word though because that's exactly what happens. Replicate is yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's people people listening, they're they're like, well, no, let's let's, let's make this, uh, dude. One of the things that people like, or at least I've been told they like about the podcast, is the fact that everything is just done as is. So. So assimilate is you're saying it'd be a c word very similar to it something like that okay uh, c- c- conform there I you knew go get, I knew I'd get it yeah so I knew I'd get it before phone. you got it because that's yeah that's oh because you're smarter than me you fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, conform yeah um, so then, yeah no that's exactly it and the thing is there's no creativity in that or at least no fulfilling creativity because you're not creating you're that's it. conforming that's day thing. after day after day so. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's funny because I always laugh when they call people at Subway sandwich artists. It's like, oh, I'm a sandwich artist. I'm creating right. a sandwich. Like, yeah. They literally have rules. And I hate using that word literally, but, but this, it's proper here. They, they do have literal rules mm-hmm. of how many pickles, how many cucumbers, how many slices uh-huh. of tomatoes go on every six inch. So it's like, they, they, the whole thing of being an artist is that you have the freedom to create. It's like, whereas they have no freedom to create. It's like, do it exactly like this. There's no artistry involved yeah. whatsoever i don't think anyone really takes that word seriously it in was, that scenario it was the I best name context, tag i ever wore no i've never i've never heard that. i think i don't think anybody's saying like well that's just as ludicrous there by no stretch of the imagination an artist i, I don't think any anybody's really you've never heard my audience and if anything <laughs> if anything i would call them craftsmen craftsmen well there you go but that was to be honest with you it, i get asked occasionally because i when i was we talked about it earlier i was saying how i worked in the trades when i was younger um, from like 18 to 23, I was doing my electrical apprenticeship and people asked me why I stopped as soon as I got my license. I was like, cause I hated it. There was nothing fulfilling about it. People are like, oh, you can get, make so much money. It's like, yeah, someday when you own a company and you've put in everything, then yeah, you can charge what the rate is. But right. with that rate, you're also paying the guys under you and everything like that. Like it doesn't, it's not incredible. You really do have to have one of the biggest, you know, businesses in the city and blah, blah, blah. Right. But the fact of the matter is I'm like, but for me to stay fulfilled in my goals in life mm-hmm. to get to that point where I'm happy that I did all this. I'm like, you're just doing day after day. That's the same conform. Like you, you there's codes for electrical. So there's no like, well, let me be creative with this. You have to run everything where it goes. And then when it's all done, some fucking troglodyte comes in, slaps drywall over it. And then all you may have made something work around a fireplace or whatever, you know, to code and everything. Like we had no idea how we we're going to do that. And no one will ever know the work involved. Right behind it like it's just so to me I'm you like, want recognition for your work not recognition personal fulfillment maybe and you know what maybe maybe it is that there's some sort of recognition involved but i, I the idea is i wanted to be creative well I've i know always, that i know that i started doing stand-up because i wanted people to know that it, these were my ideas i didn't want to be a writer i want to be a stand-up oh, i yeah i personally i don't care about that i just want to know that something that i'm this is what i wanted i didn't want my existence not to matter mm. because i was like if i come in and do some job that I know if I stop doing today, someone else will be doing it in a week, and I never mattered. Mm. Then I, there's just there's no, there's no fulfillment in me. Why, why exist if you're not going to contribute something? So, so that's, for me, but you are contributing because you say somebody else could do it, but you are doing, you are doing it. I'd rather point. let someone else do. You it. You might be replaceable, but it doesn't mean that what you're doing still is is fulfilling a function. What you're having an issue with is uh, being recognized as an individual, which is much more of a, a Western. Uh, ideal in eastern societies um 
being a cog in the machine is 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 actually a, quite right. A, well, we're all part of one Eastern. That's all wise. fine. Yeah, yeah. To hurt so, to so. hurt your enemy is to hurt yourself. <laughs> I'm I'm familiar with a lot of Eastern ones, and I've gotten better at it. But at the time, I was like, I I just didn't like being I didn't like being easily replaceable. Right. Right. Everyone wants to. I mean, I would assume everybody wants to matter because that's one thing that millennials struggle with is they they want to make an impact. I mm-hmm. how how am I going to make an impact? I don't care about making an impact. And even the recognition isn't so much, but the idea that I like that something exists because of me. So even if I'm building something with wood, I build a shelf or whatever, like, cool, that's, I, I came up with the designs and I built it and here it is because right. of me, there's something left. Right. Whereas even though you're, yes, there's things behind the walls and now there's power. I just, I never really liked that. So I'm trying to figure out why the fuck I started telling this story in the first place, but oh, the, the conformity. Yeah. That's what I didn't like about it. It was that this this one job, there's only one way that everything is coded and it's checked and it's right. It has to be this way. There's no room for any creativity. Even contractors can take a little take. How are we going to build this and make this look good? They have options of of manipulating things and building things and suggesting and engineering things that you get to see when it's all done. Right. And that's their work and that's their contribution to it. They do have some creative liberties. Right. For me, I was just like, no, I'm not fulfilled by this at all. And it has to only be done a certain way. Yeah. What a horribly long bullshit story to just say, I can understand your, in, in something, but it's, but I guess maybe at least with my thing, it wasn't something that you would have a preconceived notion that it's creative. Whereas you say, I'm an animation. People go, oh my God, you're drawing, you're being creative. And like you said, and before you know it, you're like, nah, I'm just doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it sounds nice. And, then, and there's something to that. Something that sounds interesting or being able to say that I worked on something that people was part of their lives and they're excited about. Right. That has some currency that I can use kind of in this uh, industry that I'm at. And I can sort of say, that, oh, and they're like, oh, wow, that makes me sound more interesting. Right. Uh, they don't have to know unless I tell them, which I just did. That, uh, <laughs> We're usually the first ones to be like, oh, and they're like, really? And you go, yeah, well, not yeah, really. Right, yeah. How funny is that? People get excited for a stuff. We're like, yeah, no, yeah, listen, let me just take all that. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of like we don't want them to. It's like, yeah, let me, let me. I mean, look, I know I'm going to spoil some stuff for you, but uh, I think it's for your own good because, uh, you know, I've, I'm jaded and I feel like you should be too. Um, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we can't help ourselves. I think that's, I think that's a nature though of like, uh, just take the piss out of something, right? Right. It's like, you don't want any, because it's, it's because. defense mechanism. Well, not only that, but it's also, um, it's also not wanting bullshit to prevail. So I don't, so by you thinking this is great. Right. I'm, it's like a part of, you know, the, the bullshit detector of a standup won't let that g- just go. It's sort of right. like, oh, no, no, it's not great. Let me show you how it's not great. <laughs> and take pleasure in watching what they value right. be devalued in front of their very eyes. Okay. <laughs> so luckily you cast off the fucking the conformist job. And found the the joys and of course the easy streets of stand up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think, I, I think, I, I think that's that okay. laugh popped. The, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I, it's okay. I've got a, a filtration system online that does the work. Well, you certainly don't have it with this water because I'll tell you, it is not tasty. Out of the, I felt like uh, using filtration system thing. It's ah, not actually true. Okay, the water's okay. fine. The okay. water's fine. I was going to say you're the one who wanted tap water. Yeah. Well, it actually came out of the fridge, so there could be. Yeah, a there's a filter there. I want you to live a little bit longer. You want to drink the chlorine? Thanks. So you started doing stand up. How long were you doing stand up before? Yeah. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, no. I usually Alex love was the these. first guest. Yeah, exactly. Alex was the first guest I ever had that I'm like, uh, well, I usually like to talk about people and how they started. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't want to. 
guess <laughs> can we just can we just shoot the shit? <laughs> well, we're gonna. God damn it! That's all just, we've been doing. It, so yeah, far. it's just that I just I, I'm I'm afraid, and I've already I think said. An, uh, 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 some of this of my background talking about animation I'm, I'm just afraid if anybody would ever choose to go oh let's uh, let's see I'd like to hear him on a couple of different podcasts oh, yes. <laughs> oh this again oh this again oh this again well I try not to go down the same avenues obviously the first time you started whatever that gets out of the way they know that you were you were doing a, a regular job you were chasing was it a dream you said you wanted to do computer animation no, and no, if you're no, doing no. it in the 90s that's kind of like when Pixar started to come out and whatnot. Yeah. that was that yeah. was like groundbreaking when those things yeah, were coming yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it was sort of like, uh, I think it was around the time that Jurassic Park came out. So that was okay. kind of like- That was 94, right? That was like a big, yeah, yeah. Like that's, I- st- And that's computer, that's that's like Roger Rabbit, only it's I, not a cartoon. Yeah, I started in like 92 or three, something like that. So, so yeah, um, that's when I started school. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was like kind of, that was the hot new thing. Yeah, and that was computer and images right in- you know, real life film. That's right. Yeah. Like the, I remember in the early '80s when Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. Yeah. It was like groundbreaking to have animated stuff. That's right. You know, in a feature film is huge. And then now there's shit that looks real on a regular one. There's, nothing looks fake. Yes, the marriage of live action and animation. Thank you for abbreviating that for me. <laughs> I like that you're the one of the guests who's, who's comfortable just staring at me while I flounder looking for my terminology. Um, so yeah. yeah, so you did that. Now you started the stand-up comedy. Was it long for you? This is here's what my audience has told me they like. All right, and I'm yeah, I'm speaking for you guys right now. Is it's not so much about like so tell me those th- like we don't want to fill in the blanks. What they like to hear is maybe where they're sitting or what they're doing right now. They're not happy with, and they want to know that you because where you are right now, like we can yeah. jump to dude. You've got great comedy albums out. You've got, uh, you know, uh, you've done the, the the festivals. You're living in Los Angeles. You're performing on some of the biggest stages, and you're where a lot of people, even myself, would love to be mm-hmm. in your career. So sometimes people look at that and they go, "Holy shit! Like, well, I could never achieve that, or I could never do that. Like, it's it's unobtainable." Yeah. So sometimes just, you know, we start off with the whole, "Hey, I was where you are." And then they get to hear, I don't typically like to go like, and you've achieved this. How great was that? And you've achieved, I don't care. I mean, it's great to recognize the achievements. Uh, But what some of the people like to hear is like, like you said, is like the, listen, it's not as great as it seems. And it wasn't as easy as it seems. And sometimes you have moments of crippling doubt. That's (laughs) the stuff that they want to hear. The stuff that, that doesn't sound good in a soundbite on Sirius XM or whatever. Like, oh, don't kill yourself. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to, yeah, when you sort of started listing off, I've done this and I've done that and I live in LA and all that sort of thing, I kind of wanted to jump in at the end and say, and yet still there's an, <laughs> there's an emptiness and, uh, and a yearning. Um, so, so, but that's uh, the thing, right? It's like, like we, we're not like, yeah, it's like there's, I, I, that's one of the things that I like about two of the guys that I choose to talk with is that they're still very, you know, grounded and whatnot. And I find that some of the people who are, you know, at least, at least my favorite is not only to watch their stand up, but just to have conversation with them, the ones who are, you know, they're they're realistic. They're they're mm-hmm. a real person. Mm-hmm. They're willing to sit down and waste an afternoon mm-hmm. talking about themselves. A whole afternoon. I have some. Gotta <laughs> go over my bits for tonight. Breakups are hard. I find whenever I've broken up, my ex finds someone else way sooner than me. I resent it. I feel like you don't respect the relationship enough to wait like a good two or three years like I do. <laughs> Makeup sex is good though, huh? That's probably the best makeup sex. Oh yeah, sure, any chance I get. Just the other night I made up sex with Sofia Vergara. I made it up! I switched it around, I made a little joke, whatever, have fun. 
have a little fun. I'm making up sex with many of you right now, so there's a lot of love in the room. I found out that I was above the average age of my first sexual intercourse experience. That's one of those situations where you don't want to be above average. Friend said, hey, it's good that you waited. I didn't choose to wait. There's a difference between waiting for the right time to have a nice piece of pie and no pie. No pie. Yeah, you're working on a new album this week, right? Yeah. What, what album is this for you? That's <laughs> yeah, number three. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds good. Don't ever praise. If you ever meet Alex at a show, don't praise no, him. No, no, that's not true. I want to hear the praise. I just want to, to remove it. You just want to remove it. You yeah. want to, you know, um, they give it, Alex taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, no, I need it. I need it. It's just, it's just that, uh, it's just, I also am realistic about it. I, I um, uh, yeah, I'm recording this album uh, because um, of the nature of content creation in our time. Go on. <laughs> pretty much i get uh it pays my bills so i gotta make another one gotcha so i'm kind of like pumping out another one um i haven't been doing stand-up like as often or consistently so i haven't uh, i think i said consistently there you go okay. um so so um like i've got like a bunch of stuff that's well honed and all that sort of thing and then i got some stuff that i'm sort of like working on like last several months i've been working on and even this week i'm probably tossing a few so uh I yeah think, yeah so i'll have enough probably for an album by the end of the week um and then uh uh yeah it's like the third one i mean what's funny is that how the industry will motivate behavior so i mean the idea of, of a comedy album wasn't really a thing for probably a couple of decades. Mm -hmm. It seems to me it was something that, you know, you, you heard about in the sixties and the seventies and then right. then eighties. That was kind of the only way to get it out was to put it somewhere where people could buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was kind of the, now there's networks devoted. Well, well yeah, I think that was, I think that was part of it too, is like you didn't have video sp comedy specials, right? right. In the sixties and seventies. So that, so if you want people to hear like a full set, you'd, you'd have to do an album. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, the 80s and 90s is where you started to get like, you know, HBO specials and all that, like yeah. for the big comics and stuff. Evening at the Improv. Yeah, yeah, there was on TV and all that. So there was a TV was where the comedy boom took took it. And then, and so nobody made albums. I mean, yeah. it was uh, silly. Uh, then, then CDs came around and then you can make your own CD and it wasn't that expensive to, to and so then comics started making CDs to sell after shows. Right. Um, and then... Then they started putting slogans on shot glasses and T-shirts. Whatever they could these do. These little fucking tuck merch. shops would empty, open up it at the tuck, back. Of the tuck shop. <laughs> funny. There was one guy who who came to the club who opened up like a suitcase, and he had no word of a lie. Uh, <laughs> fifth, no word of a lie. Fifteen to twenty different things for sale. Everything wow. from shot glasses wow. to bobbleheads, and oh, it was wow. like. It's like you're the Willie Loman of stand-up comedy. Like Fuck, I don't even like know that reference. Uh, it's uh, Who's de that? Death of a Salesman. It's, oh, okay. It's just that the idea of like yeah, being a door-to-door yeah. -door yeah. merch salesman yeah. for stand-up merch. He was selling filter queens. <laughs> 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 just had his yeah. face on it. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. But 
Yeah, like so then, yeah, because I was sort of thinking about this. Like, it's so funny that now it's like, oh yeah, I'm working my album. Like that's just so, just a thing comics just say right, now, right? Or a special or whatever. It's like just working my hour or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's a thing that this content creation that didn't exist in the same way before. And so that's why you know we were talking about this earlier today. That's why you know someone like Seinfeld, his era he would just have his act and they mm-hmm. tour with an act. This is almost like a vaudevillian thing. You could have like an act for 20 years yeah. and tour with it. And then radio came along and then they couldn't do that anymore. Cause once you did it on the now radio, heard it, and heard they come it. to see you. Yeah. We just, we, we saw need it, yeah. new material. So it depends on like, you know, what era you're in. And so now it's all about creating content and always like, it's just a, a, a um, a, ver- a, a voracious beast of, you know, wanting more and more content. Well, speaking of creating content, we we alluded to this earlier. Never had a chance to. They massacred our pizza today. Oh. That was them taking, trying to take creative liberties. That they should have been sandwich artists today in they, terms yeah, of their. Yeah, regu- yeah, it was interesting. It was, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't quite. I feel like it was. There was a lot of communication problems between. Yeah. The 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 the, the wait the waitress and the, and us and and, us. <laughs> and the chef and then the chef quote unquote and then because we I I I was asking Alex if if he was good with with Hawaiian. And, uh, and Alex saying, yeah, I like that. But he also, I was saying, cause I'm not big on, uh, you know, on vegetables on pizza. I don't mind vegetables. I don't like them on pizza for some reason. I also don't like fungus. And Alex was like, well, I was thinking like combination or maybe, you know, Canadian, which both have mushrooms and one of them has peppers. So what happened was in the discussion, um, we said, well, why don't we do half and half or this and that? And we, it ended up being that we, I asked the waitress, I said, okay, do half Hawaiian and then do half combination. And I forgot combination. I was still, my brain was still stuck on Canadian. So I'm thinking, oh, Canadian pepperoni, bacon, mushrooms. I said, so I said to her, I go, if you could do half and half, I go, do you mind asking the uh, the the chef to, <laughs> did I call him a chef? I think I call him cook. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't call a pizza guy a chef. Okay. You know, just because I, I, I look down my nose at the help. Uh-huh. No, uh, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but I said, I said, just ask him if he can maybe keep a little bit of the, you know, maybe a slice of the the Canadian, and again, in my head, the combination without mushrooms. And then when Alex was like, oh, I, you know, it has green peppers too, right? I'm like, oh, fuck. She was already gone at this point. And, uh, and I was like, oh, fuck it. Well, it doesn't matter. And he goes, well, I was only going to eat the, this half anyways, you know? Again, because we, we turned a very simple process into a, a very big discussion. We even discussed drafting out the rules of our, our amnesty and whatnot. But then she comes back to the table and goes, oh, I was just talking to the, the chef and he said that... Uh, you know, he might not be able to guarantee that the the mushrooms don't end up on all of the side of that. And I go, you know what? No, honestly, just just tell him to make the half combination, no problem. And it's funny because now in retrospect, when they brought the pizza to us, like you would think, okay, it's half and half. Maybe cut that line right down the half where the half no, meets. Yeah, they didn't. They they just cut it wherever the fuck they wanted. There was two slices. Yeah, no, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, pay. and he was like, yeah, I, I can't guarantee that the mushrooms won't end up on all. Of, they were all over the fucking place. There was there was mushrooms in every slice of the Hawaiian that I ate today. Yeah. So the mushrooms ended up well, there, all over that pizza. There was also the thing where she was telling us about her uh, car accident <laughs> and while slowest cutting of pizza right, while while dispensing the wrong slice to you <laughs> i got my combination slice but then yeah. you got also one of the combination yeah. slices and i was like yeah that's uh, not necessary at all and you just waited for her to finish you didn't you didn't protest <sighs> yeah i don't know i felt bad she well the whole time she's telling us a sob story about how you know and again i don't have a problem i have i i get stuck talking to old ladies in return lines like i i can facilitate a story i don't give a shit about uh-huh. as you've been doing many times in this podcast uh <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what the, you know your audience this is what they yeah. want to hear yeah <clears throat> <laughs> 
Anyway, she's telling us about how she got into a car accident and she's so sorry that that she was on her phone. You know, it's not like we were calling her over. We never were like, uh, excuse me, can we get a, oh, I'm so sorry. Like she just shared this story with us. And sure. then she proceeded to tell us which car in the parking lot was hers. Yeah. Pointing it out. And I, I guarantee if I had asked for like a driver's license or birth certificate, personal information, she seemed willing to give it. Well, I think she just wanted to make conversation because she probably thought we were kind of cool. And here you are, you know, making her f- look like she was a bad person shall i tell them what you said to her (laughs) wanting to be friends yeah you could do that you have nothing productive in your life at the moment go do something of value (laughs) pack my food yeah that was because yeah because because she she, well it's because she she had uh she was giving me a look because i I wanted to walk away with a slice and a half because i didn't feel like eating it she said she could eat the whole pizza on, on her own so she's already putting me in a position where i'm now I've got to get my challenged. guns out, you know? Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, well, if this is what we're doing, if you want to be an adversary, then here we are. And so then she- You're had, getting heated, God damn yeah, it. She got an earful from here, I'll tell you. So I'll tell you, she got the what for. <laughs> I did, oh, I did say something about- And then she just looks like, at giving goes, you're her, funny. Giving her, that's it, you're yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, Well, I, after I said something about being a viable member of the community because she's packing my pizza, that's when she went, you're funny. <laughs> With, 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 <laughs> it was like very with low very, energy. Yeah, with very little emotion behind it. Yeah, you're funny. Yeah, but but she meant it, and and she did giggle when she was walking away. Yeah, yeah. So definitely a big score there. Yeah, keep the streak of making people laugh every day going. And you can phone it in tonight. You, yeah. you did your part today. Yeah, and they will. You know you what? Made, and I think that the comment cards will reflect the phoning in that you discussed. <laughs> we should do that too. Every now and again, I should just grab comment cards. Last time you were in town, here's what the guest had That's to say. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's no organization there, and I'm not willing to, to go through piles upon mm-hmm. piles looking for the last yeah. visit. But, Fair all right. Enough. So you you started, and you were in Toronto when you started. Ooh, sorry, I had to get that out. I know, um, I know that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still power through. God damn it. You, um, yes, I, was, uh, I started in Toronto. Was it long for you before you start getting paid work? Um. Yeah, I mean, I was mostly just doing like the couple, like a couple clubs in Toronto, like one club in particular. Um, you can name them if you. No, want. I was gonna say it, it. It it sort of doesn't exist anymore, but uh, it was a, it was a good club called the the Laugh Laugh Resort, mm-hmm. and um, it was good. It was started up by uh, guys who left the other, uh, you know, organization, a comedy across Canada organization. Um, uh, they because they were fed up, and so they started this club. So it was like started by. Um, you know, a bunch of comics uh, who are really good comics, like uh, Tim Steves and Brent mm-hmm. Butt and just like a bunch of uh, guys from that era. And uh, and so I sort of was like kind of this next generation coming in and just starting to do amateur and worked my way up to headlining. And so I was, so after about a couple years, uh, I think it was about two years in, I, they had one of these like uh, competition for headliners? No, no, no. For for like you know, oh, okay, so okay. it was like the it was a called funniest person with a day job. Ah, uh, so, okay. I remember the. Yeah. I remember that. I remember. Yeah. That. So I won one year. Like I won the second year. I was doing stand up for you know. So I was of two do, doing stand up for about two years, and then and that meant I started to get like weekend spots as an open air you okay. know, pro spot. So that's where you get thrown a couple bucks. You know? Right. Of course. And then and then working my way towards like co featuring and then featuring. How do you remember how long it was before like not that it's super important time wise, but just like how long before you were headlining? Um, and at this point, had you traveled to other clubs and cities wasn't to do that? It wasn't that long for that club, like maybe three or four years yeah. like that. 
Um, and then, and yeah, it was mostly just kind of doing that club and then I'd kind of maybe do a club in Montreal or like, I wasn't really doing cross Canada. Right. Right. There wasn't really, I mean, I didn't venture that much. Um, I wasn't really thinking about like being a touring comic. So Mm -hmm. I guess I wasn't really hungry for it in that way. And there's a sense too, like, I feel like if you're not, if you're not part of an organization, it's like, you got to have that sense of like trying to look like, how do I do this? And right. I, didn't, I didn't have that built in. And it's not like now where you could just search something on the internet and find out what guys do and how to and right. really try to follow their footsteps. Um, and then, and then eventually I, you know, I, I toured across Canada with the other organization. Whatever, yeah, yeah. You know, yuck, yucks. Um, I guess that was it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, it's like you say it and then spit. Wollerton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, you know, Canada is not a big, uh, it's not, it's not a, a big industry. So, mm-hmm. you, so you, unfortunately you don't have enough competition to like have different options. There's like a, f- a handful of independent clubs in the major cities and then, yeah. And traveling eats up the bulk of what you make. Yeah. So if you're going to go travel and do a week somewhere, yeah. it's like, okay, well, you're just doing the time I experience paid, it. You're not really yeah. doing it. You're not doing it because to make a living you're doing it right to, to kind of get it under your belt well i remember when i was new and like i could travel to different cities and do a week of like featuring or middling whatever it is yeah. sometimes even hosting you know and it and it doesn't you know when i was new it'd be like oh you'll get 200 bucks to go host and i'm like oh that's i'm like that that basically pays the travel so I'll, like i'll break even when you're new to stand up the idea that you know you wouldn't be losing money to go do something yeah. and you get your foot in the door you're like oh that's that's great yeah but then you know now it's like well you'll go and do a week of shows and break even i'm like oh that's great i could sit on the couch all week and break even yeah you know but i need yeah. to be generating income to, yeah. to pay the bills and yeah stuff. i mean you've got you're doing it pretty much for the stage time for the experience and all that sort of thing um and that's why it's you know that's why people go to the states you know because because although i mean i haven't really toured in the states i kind of went to the states mostly just to be in the center of where the where the entertainment is right and my intention was never to be a touring comic anyway it was always like like uh comedy was kind of like one of the things i want to do in comedy because i started an improv and i never thought of like just like there's people i think who just start doing stand-up and that's what they do right like i always thought like well i always you know i want to be involved in you know i want to be on tv and film and write and act and whatever whatever you can do to be funny uh so i didn't miss the idea of not being a road dog and all that sort of thing right or 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 really pursue like how can i get into as many clubs as possible i was like i just want to be funny enough that when i do things and i showcase that that maybe it might lead to other opportunities right missionary position gets a bad rap though huh people like ah it's boring boring what are you talking about sex is happening quit your complaining what do you like doggy style better? I don't trust doggy style. I don't know what's happening under there. She could be like sending out emails. I don't know what she's doing. She could be assembling a pistol. I don't know what side project you got going on, but I want your eyes facing front and your hands where I can see them. I'm running a black ops mission here. I could use a little backup. Yeah. How how like now this is is this your second time living in Los Angeles? Yeah. Okay, so were you in, in terms of Canada? Did you live in different parts of Canada, or, no, or no. you were Toronto? No. What uh, this is the part. This is incredibly fascinating to me. Is what what sort of? I mean, you, I guess you did sort of just gloss over. Like I wanted to be around where things were happening, but like to me, the idea, even for me to get from Ottawa to Toronto, like to to move, I'm I'm intimidated by it in the sense that I feel like I need to have a plan once I get there. 
Because as much as go there and get on stage and just work on material, I feel like it's it's going like, well, okay, well, let's just go ahead and, and increase my my living expenses mm-hmm. to go and maybe you know get more material. But what if I if I have more material, what do I do with that? Yeah, well, what do you want? Well, and that's I guess that's kind of the thing right now. Like I don't, I'm not one of those guys who necessarily is like, oh, I want to be on TV and movies. I'm not against it, but that's not my. Goal. I'm against it. I don't want to see you on TV. That's fair. That's fair. You have prescription lenses on. You see what I look like. Uh, that's. <laughs> I I don't. Uh, I, let's put it this way. I don't belong there right now in the current state of things. That's but, not true. But I just mean that. I, well, I don't want to be the fucking the the Jonah Hill. I'm like, hey, let's have him be the fat guy that the girl fucks you don't when want, she was drunk. You, you know what I mean? Like I could play that. So role. you don't you don't want to be the guy who has a career. Uh, All for fuck's sakes. I'm just saying I don't want the career to be based on the fact that I was the ugly fat guy who could deliver a funny line. You know, I, I don't want to be typecast. I understand that. That's what I don't want. Well, the trouble with that is, I think actually is, is that then, then you're that, if that's what you're known for and, and you make your bones that way, then you will be stuck where you want to get healthy <laughs> or something. And then well, you can't because then you're now a now different, you don't get roles now you're a different guy and we are not looking for that guy. Well, they had all sorts of articles when Jonah Hill lost a lot of weight. There was articles being written like, is Jonah Hill not funny now that he's right, not right, fat? And it's right. like. I go, what an asinine question because humor has nothing to do with your body type. Uh-huh. So just the question in and of itself is like, but it's just like it's, but it is harder to laugh at someone if they don't look as laughable. Well, you just said, if yeah, that's you, what you, I was going to say, you just contradicted yourself. No, but I'm saying like, if that's someone, if they've preconceived it, like, oh, no, but okay. So maybe, but it maybe is, you're right. humor is visual. I mean, the fact is, is that they're funny looking people. If somebody is, if somebody is model good looking, right. it is more difficult. They have to approach it differently. They can't, the comedy that comes out of them is not the same kind of comedy that can come out of somebody who is affably uh, kind of goofy looking Right, or but a Mitch Hedberg one-liner isn't less funny. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a different kind of comedy. Right. But so, I'm just saying that like, but there is a place for that and there's also a place for funny looking people. Sure. Well, you're, if your jokes are about how funny you look, well, now it's, no, right, it now it's in context. About, but it's, if, if it's a character... Part of what makes that character funny is the way they move, the way they look, the way they... I fully understand. I, I don't disagree you know, with that. But I look, guess I just mean that like, if you're like, is he not funny now that he's not fat? It's like, well, now he can just tailor the humor some other way. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, well, yeah. I guess he can't be an actor anymore because he's not fat. But there are... But there are but there are cases like I've uh, like I've heard of like you know let's say what, uh, someone talking about a comic who lost a lot of weight and and they're like they're like yeah you know now it's just kind of before it was kind of a jolly he was like a, like, you know, like a jolly drinking guy and right. now he just looks like he's dying or something because he doesn't look as healthy either it's not just that he's thin but he just looks kind of you know that kind of well there is a happy fat guy kind of you know jolly Santa of look course, how happy of and, and jolly yeah. he looks so you could definitely be visual like again look less funny mm-hmm. you know. I guess I guess the way I took that is oh is he less funny now that he's not fat? It's like I guess if what you were laughing at before was his size. Well, I mean it's you know? just the 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 presentation. I mean we're right. you know, we're delivering casting is about is casting is is a thing. Yes, of so, course. So so if you're presenting a certain kind of character and you're saying certain things through that character and it doesn't necessarily have to be about that. It doesn't have to be about you being fat, but it definitely will make you um it's going to come out of a model, you know, differently. Of course. You know, I mean. It's also hard to laugh at. A, we talked about this the other night. About someone who's on stage who's beautiful and gorgeous. And they're talking about how, male or female. And they're talking about how, oh, you know, it sucks dating. It's hard yeah. to find. It's yeah. like, you look at that and go, oh, boo-hoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really, you're telling me that you, gorgeous, is having a difficult time 
finding like it's so it's it's yeah it's gonna be hard to laugh at that versus a guy who looks like me walks on stage and goes ah guys i can't find i can't catch well, a break like well I, well I think that i think that what i realized was that is that uh comedy kind of comes from a lack of control mm. and that and that gen- i mean a lot of i mean there's some controlled comics but i'm just saying like like in general this idea of of i don't i can't I don't have the control that you have in your life, and therefore this is why I'm kind of funny because right. I don't have that control. The moment if you look like somebody who's got your shit together, right? If you're like you've got you know you got a nice head of hair, you're fit, you you know what I mean. You you got your ducks in a row. Like where's the comedy gonna come from? Right. It's kind of hard to figure out where that's gonna come from. Uh, even anger, like if it's an angry comic, that's a lack of control. That's why you're angry because you don't have control. Right. So so if yeah, I mean losing weight is a sense of control you're controlling your yeah. body yeah. you're now in control of a body you couldn't control before yeah your your eating was out of control right, right. so so that's so that's a, that's going to contribute to how funny something is so uh, here i have been the last year or two trying to get my life under control and what you're suggesting is in order for me to <laughs> yeah the irony <laughs> of it right the it irony of it it's like so basically the more i get my shit together the less funny i'm going to be no wonder i have been so uncreative the I last feel, few years i feel that way sometimes about myself i feel like i'm you know some i'm finally kind of at a point where i can kind of take some control of my life yeah. and, well i'm and glad like, i ate and now, all my pizza. And now i don't feel like doing comedy anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm glad i ate all my pizza today yeah you know, because you know, I didn't have a woman tell me to man up at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> I can be that woman for you. Thank you. Anyways, that was my, that's always been my fears. Like, I, you know what? Maybe I would love to, to to be in movies and stuff, but I don't want that to be the ultimate goal. Like I said, I I worry about the typecasting thing. Yeah. So. What I, you, okay. I, so, so we know what you don't want. Right. I what, still what, don't know what I, I, well, I you got to figure making, that. You got to figure that out. Of course. And that's why I'm not ready to take the next step yeah. and not know where that foot's supposed to land. And that's I mean? why you're not ready because you don't know what you want. Yeah. But some people also don't know. And they're just like, yeah, but you just got, it's part of it. I go, you're trying to follow a direction and you don't know where you're trying to get and might, to. There might be something to that in the sense of like, if you don't know what, and then it's not until you're, you throw yourself into it that you start to get a look at everything and go, oh, yeah. okay, that's the direction for me. So sometimes it could be that just by, uh, just, just by sheer force of having to stay, af- something stay afloat. Kind of and yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the other thing too, is like, if you do sort of feel that way, you don't want to wait for to figure it out if you if that's not happening right like if you're saying oh i'm not i'm not sure yet and then like three years go by and you're still not sure yet well yeah maybe you should move just to see what happens well that's where i'm at now now i'm like okay i need to i need to go somewhere where things are happening more to to make something i know i'm not happy here i mean the other thing the other thing too is is if you just you know have that general goal of i want to be a better comic right then that uh, then you will get better by being surrounded by people who raise the bar, right? And that and that the competition will maybe push you. Uh, sometimes it's not great in the sense that you might not get as much stage time. So now we're talking about, but you're making the most of it because because you respect things, scarcity and abundance. Yeah, right. If you have an abundance of stage time and you can get it whenever you want, and you can fuck around with it, and, right? And it doesn't force you to be better. But if you have to make the most of what you get, mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna make you strive to do better with it. Yeah. So what I was getting at is I find it admirable because you're in a position where you're like, I'm gonna go take on one of the most difficult markets, mm-hmm. or at least competitive, mm-hmm. right? So you're in Toronto. What was that process like? When did you first move to to Los Angeles? Oh, it was a while after I started, and that was pa- partly because I just didn't really have the wherewithal and the money to like, I, like I needed some way to go down there. I'm not the kind of guy to just go down and get a 
you know, waitering job under the table. I just not, I'm not built that way. Or I wasn't. Could Maybe you I could just move it. there or did you have to have the green card? Well, that was, or? well, there's a combination of things. So yeah, I needed, I needed the green or, or the work visa at that time, uh, which takes money. It costs, yeah. you know, I mean, do you mind you get, if I ask what well, it, I was going to say, whether it's a green card or, or work visa, you're, you're talking about at least 10 grand or something Jesus like that. So, Christ. so that's the investment. So I had, how to, long? I had to make money to, to even consider doing something like that. Right. Um, I was probably ready to go down there. Uh, let's say six years in five, six, seven years. And that would have probably been not a bad time to go, but I just, I didn't have the money. I didn't have anything. Right. I mean, I, I was starting to get enough credits. Um, but that's the other thing too. You need to kind of, you need to get press and credits and do enough stuff that where you've got where you make connections with people who are um, are in positions where they can write you letters to to then uh, you know contribute to this notion that you're an extraordinary. What's that wording? I keep trying to tell them I've never it, had to. Yeah, it's yeah, it's extraordinary ex- ability in your class or whatever. Or? In, well, that's like the it's like that's the that's sort of the way they describe like that. This sort of the talent is a, the extraordinary, extraordinary ability. ability. Yeah, that's the O one visa, and so. So you have to prove it on paper. Right. So it's like a lot of press and all that sort of thing. You know, you can just quicker ways to do it maybe or whatever. I mean, I was telling you this before. It's like stand-up is hard to get press for. If you're new at it, that's a bit of a story. If you're putting something out, maybe that's a bit of a story. But it's just it's such an ongoing thing it doesn't it's like what's the story yeah so like you said you're doing a one-man show so you're like hey yeah, come see this yeah. one-man show yeah like when i was working on getting my green card i was i was kind of stuck in toronto and and so i did a, a toronto fringe i did a one-man show and that i was lucky i got a lot of good press for that and so yeah. so then that was a that's a story because the show was about something that happened to be about technology and so that's an interesting story rather than a guy telling jokes right so that's another thing you have to think about if you're if, if that's one of your goals is like what how are you going to get press what are you going to what are you going to put out there that that is interesting you know like whether it's maybe you might write a book or something like that you know yeah. or something that that um but if it's stand-up i mean if that's what you're if that's what you're um, applying for, you know, you have to also figure out what you're, and then there's like, you know, making connections well, like, down South and all that. And right. having somebody write something down. It's like, so it's just, it's just so much. And you had that your first time going down. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of legwork involved kind of thing, but um, I, uh, yeah. And, and, but the, for me, it was like, you know, in Canada, I can only do so much. And my intention was always to, to go down south and do stuff down there anyway, because my sensibility doesn't always gel with Canada, because Canada can be um, geared towards a certain kind of comedy. In in general, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I feel like it's, there's, it's either, it tends to either be about small towns or uh, pol- political comedy. It panders. Yeah. It panders. Well, to just, certain- it's just, just, you know, it's. Toronto Jew is not a real big (laughs) box to check for the, it's not like everybody around across Canada is like, we want to hear more stories from the Toronto Jew. Those are, that's two things that they're not interested in necessarily. Right. I mean, there might be some exception to that, whatever, but I'm just saying it's just not. And and for me, it just wasn't my sensibility. Canadian comedy sensibility in general like that, that's sort of across Canada is not, was never what I grew up thinking. I mean, yes, I grew up on SCTV and all that, but that was more making fun of American yeah. TV, right? Yeah. It wasn't really, it was not that Canadian. And um, and so, yeah, so, you know, like, it's like, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll have more of a connection to like a New York Jew or whatever, you know? Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, I even, I even just saw on, on uh, Facebook, like Jeremy Hotz, like just going off on a thing about how, 
he can't get a show made in Canada. Yeah. And he was like thinking it was a <laughs> maybe anti-Semitic thing too. And I, right. I mean, like I don't, whatever that is, it's just, it's just, it is interesting though. The guy who has reached that level in, oh, yeah. in Canada. I mean, he's just, he's, you know, there are just not many comics in general who've, who've in Canada, who've reached the level where you can, you can do a theater tour across Canada and, and a lot of people, you know, you've got a lot of fans yeah. and to not be able to translate that into a TV show, to be honest, is not, I mean, that's the thing is where I say that's not, you know, that's not new. That's not, that's not just Canada. America's the same way. Right. There are a lot of touring comics who are very popular touring comics. Like we mentioned, Brian Regan, mm -hmm. he does, he was not, a, he did not make his career based on a sitcom. And I'd say probably 10% of the people listening even know who Brian Regan is. Right. Right. You know? yeah. It was great. One yeah. of my favorites, yeah. but, but is a huge touring comic. Has his own tour buses and sells up yeah. theaters yeah. and everything like that. But he's not a, but he's not a sitcom right. comic. Right. So there's that distinction too. So, I mean, like it's, you know, I'm just, I'm not, uh, just to be fair about it, you know, there, there right. are a lot of reasons why, why or why not. But, but for me, I wasn't, I didn't even necessarily think of myself as a, a guy who's going to like, you'd base a sitcom on my comedy. I don't have that kind of, right. for me, I'm sort of, I was more like the silly neighbor kind of guy. Like I'm kind of more, I, I always wanted to <laughs> You're be. You're the Canadian Kramer? Kind of. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Well, it's uh, without the racism. Sadly, that's well, sad, that's actually the sadly one. Part, sadly, one it? of my first uh, uh, commercial TV commercial gigs, they pretty much dressed me up as Kramer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Sadly, sadly, that but sucks. You like, got to take. We what just you wanted could, him, but couldn't get him. So can you be him? Yeah, yeah. Took what I could get. I was married once. Uh, it wasn't all bad. That's my review. <laughs> she tried to do cute things like give me love coupons. As a gift. Anybody ever get homemade sex vouchers to be cashed in for later sex? I did. And they never got redeemed. She neglected to include the stipulations like not valid when she doesn't feel like it. Customer may not redeem two or more coupons against the same item in a single transaction. Non-transferable to another relationship, apparently. No cash value, and definitely no Groupons, I found out. Uh, well, and the funny thing, too, is when you look at all these Canadian shows that they are making, you know, you, you look at it and you go, okay, well, the best show that you guys have had in God knows how long, I would say the last decade, and it wasn't, it's over a decade old, now is Corner Gas. Mm. And they can't get anything else to stick. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah. let's, let's do that again, but let's just make it a cartoon. Well, that's I mean, our that's our big unveil. We got they, another great show coming. But that's but that's but in, just in terms of what I had previously said, that's an example of of, of a classic uh, Canadian show, right? It's 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 not a small town. That's it, right? Yeah. It's a small town with kind of you know you got got an, uh, enough of the right kinds of faces there. Where there's that there's that First Nations diversity just a little bit there, but yeah. a lot of very white people too, and yeah, and uh, and it's got that nice quaint sensibility um and then you know i, I there's that just and you know the, the latest I, I would call kind of successful sort of sitcom would be like letter kenny yep right so that's another sort of small town thing or or even like trailer park boys like it's all kind of at a sort of working class area small town like that's what canada is comfortable with like yeah. that's most of how canada sees themselves and want to, wants to be represented yeah and I just, I don't come from that. I mean, I, I, I can't honestly deliver that. It's, yeah. not, it's not even a matter of like, uh, of like me railing against it. I just, it's just not me. 
So it's the same. I've, I've an experience that I've lived almost, well, I've lived my entire life in Ottawa and only since I started Canada or doing standup, have I really had a chance to actually explore more of it. And most of the exploration is Toronto, Ottawa, Windsor, London, Montreal, like the big cities. So it's, it's only doing the small small town one-nighters where yeah. everyone's drunk in a bar and you're almost like oh that's just a drunk person uh-huh. like oh no that's small town canada they right. always just goofy and silly and small so like you those are not the experiences that i had that's not my canada my canada looks like the u.s well that's it isn't it well that's the big, it the big so that's the that's from the point of view of of a broadcaster who wants to give a distinct canadian flavor it's it, it's not going to feel that way if it's a big canadian city because it that's right. looks like a big american city which is why americans film in big canadian cities to represent american cities yeah because it's cheaper, cheaper and it yeah. looks like yeah so so then so then a small town small town canada has its own vibe that's different from small town right the, of we have US. like what eight major cities in canada and a thousand tiny little fucking towns and so those and that's the thing is like they also you know the people who live there want to watch something that represents them as well so in a way you are you are uh and and so and so really that's us on uh, the big tv yeah yeah you did that not me but uh but i but if but but you know and people who live in big cities they'll just watch american shows because it feels like it's close enough yeah it feels like our experience in a, in a big city yeah so yeah i mean in a way you could just look at it simply as supply and demand and and that so but then it's a matter of i can either cry about it and say like i we need to or i could say yeah that's everybody's being served the way they want to be served right and that's why i should just go to the place where they make the tv that they're going to watch here in a big city right Might and that's well go there and that's smart so how did like it's terrible uh, Los Angeles is terrible. No, I, just, I just want to. I want to, to do derail the, old, the hopes yeah, and dreams. I'm yeah. like, if I work really hard, maybe in ten years, I uh, I too would would love to ultimately be in the states, only because I just find that the a that there's a star system. They actually give a shit. Yeah, about there's the that talent. Too. Yeah, there's that too. You know what I mean? Here that they don't even recognize stand up as an art form. So it's kind of like I think uh, I just heard Nathan McIntosh do a joke. He was here a couple of years ago, and he was just doing a quick show. Uh, hilarious bastards. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I just did this joke about how like nobody in Canada cares about you until you go to the States. And then the States approves of you. Then everyone's proud to say, oh, you know, that guy's Canadian, yeah, right? He's, yeah, it's pretty standard. He's, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, well then that's, if you ever expect to, to be able to, to make it here, mm-hmm. you got to go down there first. You have to get the big, big brother seal of approval. Yeah. Well, it's not, I, I, I like, I like the, uh, the analogy to like, uh, of, of like you know it's like the hot girl right so it's like if you start dating the hot girl then every, all the other girls well what? i didn't really notice him before but i mean he must have something yeah yeah exactly yeah so when you first went there like what 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 was that like because i know what it's like trying to do shows in canada yeah it's i mean clubs. it's it's you know it's like try you know it's it's like i say a lot of competition trying to get up at little shows here and there and it's just a lot of like hustling for that and all that sort of thing i mean if if you're lucky and you have and you have a credit in the states going down or something like that then then that'll you know be easier, and if you've got like credit and uh, you know you've, you're on some show and you got representation, and that's going to make it a lot easier just to kind of get around. But if you're just going down and just doing it, then you know it's like it's like any scene where you're just getting up, trying to get up wherever you can and whatever shows are available, and just do that for a while until maybe somebody puts you on another thing and maybe you get some momentum on that or whatever. And I do a, a bit of that. Like I'll, I'll, I like to you know I'm, I'm do shows around there, but it's. I think it's also important to just kind of be working on your own things as well. Like for me, I'm sort of look, looking towards more just just making things myself, like right. you know, short film that kind of thing. That's what happens when I forget to put it on silent. I was going to say, I'm that- not silent. Sorry, that's my 
Wi-Fi. That's, that's say, the iPad's plugged in. It, it happens all the time. So that so that actually came through the mic almost. Like I heard it in the headphones. You heard it in the headphones because all the iPad, our two mics are plugged into the recorder. Mm-hmm. So the reason we have headphones on is so that in the event that things like that happen, mm-hmm. or if someone's tapping something or whatever, we can hear it in real time sure. and, and eliminate it. Certainly. As opposed to just recording, not realizing that that was being recorded too. Yeah. Someone could be calling, and if I wasn't looking and didn't see the iPad, it would be ring, right, ring, right, ring. Yeah. And it's all recorded onto one track. Interesting. So, it's, yeah, so, the, so it records the notifications as well as... Anything that would have f- gone off on the iPad... It's plugged into the earphones. So it's just coming out of the ear, ear jack and plugged oh, into the, I see. the recorder. Got it, so got it, got it, got it. Got it yeah, it's yeah. like if your phone told you something, yeah, music, no, I yeah. turn music on that yeah. and it would just start playing yeah, over yeah. top of us. Yeah. Um, was it diff? Like, I, I don't know. That, like I said, I'm, I'm very, very fascinated about the, the going down there. So you went down there, you did all that stuff, getting on shows and things like that, but you did come back. What what happened, if you don't mind my asking, the first time where you're like, well, oh, I, I, just I, had, I just had some bad luck with... Uh, the green card application. I just did. I oh, can you go down during the application process? Well, no, I was, I already had a work visa and I was applying oh, for oh, my green right, card right. while I was down there. Oh, okay. And I then, see. and then, uh, it just rejected. And so I had to, really? so I had to kind of like, I kind of, it was like, I had to kind of like start over again in a way. Like I had to, I had to get some new press and new stuff. So I had to come back to Canada and that just took a long time. It was like starting over in Canada. It was a real, it was a bit of a bitch, but, um, say la vie, you know, sorry to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And how, do you, can I ask how long you're down there for the first time? Uh, like three years. Really? Yeah, that's a good work. And it could take year, that long three for the... Three-year work visa. And and, um, and then... Uh, and then you apply for the green card to yeah, stay, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, do then, you have your green card now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> take it away. It's exhausting. This is the part I give you the praise. You're supposed to take it all back now. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's sort of like, yeah. I'm sure it's exhausting, but, but I mean, that's, yeah. that's also a... I got like I tell you, man. I mean, I I work hard at things. And I have a lot of people go, oh, I could never do what you do, and just the small little things I do. Like yeah. I still can't believe that after almost almost two years, no, it's not even almost two years, a year and a half in, I still haven't been late once getting the podcast out. Right. To me, that's huge. I'm late for everything, only by one or two minutes, right. but enough to be technically late for everything. And the fact that the podcast has never been late, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. See, I, I feel good about that. See. But little accomplishments. You moved you know, halfway mm-hmm. down the, the continent mm-hmm. and you're performing and, and, and like, again, you're, you're working and you're still grinding it. And again, you're, you're at the gym with the heaviest weights mm-hmm. and you're, you're still working things out. Like, I mean, I think that's absolutely incredible. Just the fact to have done that. Cause that's, like I said, to me, that's intimidating is to go like, right. what if I go down there and I know the cost of living is a lot more and it's difficult. And it's yeah. compet- Like, I guess it, the, the fear is obviously one of the things holding mm-hmm. me back without question, just hearing me say it. That's it's that the, the fear and the concern, but you're doing it and mm-hmm. it's like, and there's enough people who, again, that first time getting the rejection, it's just, that's enough for them to cash in their chips. Yeah, that's go, true. That's true. I mean, I didn't, but I, for me, it was like, that wasn't a rejection of the industry. That was just immigration deciding. So I, of course. so I didn't really feel like, I felt like, well, I'm not done yet. Like just because this guy behind a desk decided that you know he the, the I wasn't worthy for him, right? So it's like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I but mean, some people will take that, that and let it bring that, them down. I guess. I mean, it, well, I certainly wasn't happy. It took me some time to kind of get back to doing things again, right? Uh, but inevitably, it was like, what else am I going to do at this point in my life? You know what I mean? It's like I've spent this much time towards some goal, 
And so what I'm like, what you couldn't I'm, just send them a portfolio of the magic school bus drawings yeah, and be right, like, I'm right, actually just yeah. trying to apply at Pixar. I, yeah. If you could take a look at I magic gone. school I, bus well, was part funny, of your youth funny, too, sir. It's funny uh, you should say that because <laughs> Pixar did want to see my reel when I was graduating and really, and I, and I chose not to, because I knew that that's, that would have been what I do. I mean, it would have been my life. It would have been like, you know, long days. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to just have a day job that I could go away from and then do stand up at night. And I chose Course I look back, I'm like, oh, I could have probably still gotten my green card then, and yeah, they'd get the green card for and you. And then. And, uh, but uh, but yeah, I have friends. I have friends who went in that direction. Who is still, I mean, there's a, I have a buddy who who did get a job at Pixar, and he went, he worked his way up, became like a supervising animator. I saw him like in the extras on the Incredibles DVD, and then oh yeah, yeah, and then he and then he um, he was working on something technically, and and was working on something that turned into kind of a bit of a story. And then he, he went to John Lasseter, who's like the big yeah, story I know guy John Lasseter's, yeah. And he's like, and John's like, yeah, keep working on that. And then, so he, so he turned it into a short film, which uh, I guess a year or two ago won the Academy award. Oh, really? Yeah. It was my friend of mine won an Oscar. What was a short so film? Fucking good. Um, <laughs> Uh, he was, yeah, it sounds like he really made the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, he was passionate. I mean, he loved, he put work into, into animation and school that I, I look, that I, I didn't. wish, I wish I could surprise you and be like, well, guess who we've got. Yeah, and yeah. he just sits here. And as you talk him up, he just sits here and then slowly busts you down I'd love for it. all the oh. horrible. Now nah, you see the thing, the Oscars, let me tell you, do you know how hard it was to find parking that night? <laughs> at the fucking- <laughs> well, I will say this. I will say this. I mean, the guy is talented and he deserves what he gets, but also winning, uh, short film <laughs> Pixar is a little bit of a Pixar has a little bit of weight behind them I mean I, I kind of feel sorry for the, anybody else competing against Pixar for short animation right. yeah well as soon as you go and this next one's Pixar they go ooh yeah and then it's sort of like, it's sort of like well you know at least well, it's an honor to be nominated yeah um, but uh, what was I going to say about uh, that um, oh you the- asked me what it, which one it was it was the one about the was, I don't remember what it's called. It was about the sandpipers, that those little birds that kind of like run up and down the shore. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I don't know the animation. doesn't ring a bell. The only animation with birds I can think of is the one where they're all in the power lines and yeah, they start yeah. wiggling around. Yeah, but that, was, yeah. that was Pixar. That was just years and years right. and years right. ago. That was a long time ago, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Well, anyway. you look it up and I'll, I'll sit here and just talk about how, I, again, I was, I'm still thoroughly impressed that you know, you go, you chase it. I to me, that's taking a big leap of faith. It's passionate to to move down to the states. But like I don't I said, know what else life is about. I don't know what else I would do. Well, you'd have to find something if you've got the moxie to. No, but I mean, like I don't. Like I said, I chose stand up because there was nothing else I could really have any interest in doing that seemed like it was going to be enjoyable. In but you've some also way. said how you, you lose interest in just the idea of just going around doing stand up too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm fucking, so what are you going to do? A, You're I'm losing real, interest in that too. I'm in a real pickle. Right the now. last road I'm is running out. I'm in a real out. pickle, John. Like uh, Doc and Marty, you're running out of train tracks. You got to get up to 88. What's going on here? Yeah, Make the job. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well, that's why I want to, tr- that's why I'm kind of like looking into like, making some films and like shorts and stuff like that and kind of seeing how that feels. Cause I feel like that's actually a better fit for my personality. I think part of the reason I don't like stand up is this idea of, you know, you like, you've got this act that you have to do. Oh, you have to get up and do it again. Yeah. I like this. I, I like the idea of that. It's writing. doing it for you. Yeah. <laughs> you just write it. You get it just right. You hone it just down. You edit it just perfectly. And then, there you go. Watch that's it. That's the album. So you, you watch just need to do it. Comedy that's albums. What I'm, that's hour that's albums why I'm, and stick them that's out. That's why I'm doing them the way I'm doing them. That's why, 
you know, tonight, tonight <laughs> there'll be some stuff that's like, eh, it's not quite there, but I'll just pick the one that has, you know, it's like, I can just kind of pick a show that works, you know, um, <laughs> <Put it> out there. <laughs> yeah. It's at least, I, I like control. I like a little more control than, than, uh, than stand up gives. It's just kind of, it can be frustrating to, to have material that, you know, kind of works. And then it just so happens the audience that night doesn't get what you're doing. So now you got to perform it for them, even though they're not quite getting it as, you know, I'd be just as happy to some extent. I mean, I say that because this is all I do, but the idea of just you, I'll make it and then you can enjoy it on your own. I don't have to deal with whether or not you're not liking it in the moment. Yeah. But I know, but that's also part of what can be fun about it is if they are liking it in the moment, then that's a lot more of a thrill than wondering, you know, sitting at the back of the room and watching. That being said, I, I did a short film that I went to, uh, showed it like a, the Orlando F uh, film festival last year. And, and uh, it was fun to watch it in front of an audience and, and yeah. see what they responded to and see. It's kind of fun to, to kind of go like, Oh, you got it. Okay. I communicated the idea properly and, and you enjoyed it. All right. 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 What yeah. was it called? Um, it was called, uh, I kind of changed the name, but it's, it's called misguided meditation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where can race, can people see it? Yeah. Where on like uh, Vimeo on my website, I have it. Oh, okay. Yeah. If they go to alexnussbaum.com, uh, N-U-S-S-B-A-U-M. Um, uh, it's, yeah, I just have it right there. You can just watch it. It's just like a silly little thing. I did it. I shot it in like half a day. And, um, you know, it was like just a camera, microphone, me and another guy in 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 a one space. So it was like yeah, a yeah. very kind of like simple, just I would try to, it's like a little challenge of like, I'm going to try to make an idea or do, doing it something that just is the bare bones and, and see if I can tell a story within that little. Yeah. And, and I, it's fun. It's silly. It's good. I like it. Well, that's fun. All sorts of little projects like that where you're doing something. Short. Yeah. So I want to, so that was just like a kind of like something I threw together and now I want to take it a little step further and get a proper production yeah. and, and, and do something. We've that. played with little comedy ideas where sometimes you get an idea for something and you're like, fuck, this would be a funny joke, but it, but it, this is really, this humor is communicated better in the form of a sketch or a yeah, short film yeah. or something. This is a funny visual thing yeah. as opposed to a funny, you know, just explained way yeah yeah know? i mean well that's and that's i kind of prefer that like there's some material there's stuff that i could try to do as a joke but i feel like i'd rather do it as characters talking right uh, that rather than me but but sometimes some of my some of the, the my bits that are the strongest or the audiences respond to most are the ones that are little sketches like me right. doing a little act out for the whole portion of the bit yeah you know like that tends to be the stuff that i'll close with or whatever you know so so it's kind of in my, I think in my nature that I think I'm better. I have some good jokes, but I think that I'm better at scenarios right? and, and, and kind of acting them out and stuff like that. So really that's where probably what I should have been doing years ago, but it was, you know, I was kind of like thinking, oh, I'll just do stand up, and then people will just put me in stuff and then I'll get, you know, and I'll get to a level where I can just call my own shots. But sometimes, uh, you know, life gives you what you get and you take it and you got to deal with it. And, right. And, and then you got to do it yourself or something like that. And this is the time that this is time probably for the last 10, 15 years, people just do stuff themselves, you know, yeah. make YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. Podcasts, all that. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah all but I never really, films. yeah, I haven't really, there was never a moment where I really felt like I wanted to, or I felt like the, uh, I don't know. Now I'm I'm just in a good position because I, I have the freedom to do that sort of thing. I have like, because of these albums, I, I can live off of royalties. When I grew up, we uh, we had some perfectly good toys, right? You know, my mother grew up in Russia. You know, my friends would get like a Nintendo. I would get a Matryoshka doll, right? 
That's the wooden doll that you crack open and it's the same wretched doll but smaller inside? That's the Ukraine's gift to the world. Enjoy, children of Earth. Dimitrashka. That's what my mom told me it was called. Dimitrashka. I was like, yeah. It must have been a guy who tried to pitch that over here, fresh off the boat from the Ukraine with a Matryoshka doll and a dream. Burst into a toy company with confidence. Hey! Stop! Your toy-making machines! And behold, new toy sensation! It's Matryoshka! You're curious? I show. The way it works is we begin by opening the doll to Sam doll! Smaller! How delightful! Unexpected! But wait! There's more. We are together the same doll, smaller still. I feel like a child of all ages. We are get smaller again. Up and smaller, up and smaller, up and smaller. Can't open. Disappointment. Good lesson for the children. You know, there's like a toy executive. He's like, what are you talking about? Shouldn't we have like a little surprise? Like a little prize they don't expect? Wouldn't that be? No prize, okay? No surprise, only a letdown. <laughs> like life. Don't try to change Matryoshka. It will always and forever be Matryoshka, the toy of hopelessness. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy the rest of your lives, everybody. That is it for me. So yeah, that's another interesting thing because I, uh, I'm not telling. I, <laughs> did you, uh, no, no, I don't want to know your, your, I'm just kidding. no, no. I, yeah, but I can imagine people just not having the tax to not go, oh, so how much do you, but, yeah. but it, that's, that's the thing that interests me too, is because it's not just about making the album for, for sale. Yours is, I know that your last one, a number of bits is on, uh, Apple music. Cause yeah. I was listening to it earlier today. And, uh, is that something that obviously you make an album, you have to submit that to, to Apple, right? You submit it to iTunes or whatever and say, Hey, I've got this album. Can you put it into your um, Rolex? Yeah, yeah I, I kind of, uh, I think, do I do that separately? I think there's like, you know, uh, companies that just sort of distribute it across all digital platforms for you. Okay. So I just sort of did have them do that. Cause to be honest, it doesn't matter to me. Like that's not like where I'm going to be making my, my money. No, no, of course not. But it like just, you said, Royal, do you get, uh, the royalties don't come from that royalties are from satellite radio. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Satellite radio is another one of them. And is that, that's one that you would have to submit to, I assume, or is it the same thing? You you, you give it to this one company and they put it on Apple. They submit it to satellite. Or like, yeah. Um, well, satellite, yeah, I submitted myself to satellite. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I've heard, uh, I think I've heard a bit of it. Are you on, uh, I've heard you on Laugh USA, and I was super excited for you there. Yes, because they play me there. That's kind of a funny thing is that they play my. I mean, this is another example of like, you know, dance with the one who brung you kind of thing. Like, right? Like, like here I am, I'm a Canadian, but m most of my airplay is the uh, American station. Yep, they play me about f let's say five times more than the Canadian, like five tracks. Yeah. to one track of Canadian airplay. Mm -hmm. I've, and that same thing. I guess uh, I'll move there then. DJ, DJ is on Laugh USA all the time. Yeah. I do hear him a reasonable amount. As I was saying, I've heard you on Canada Laughs as well, but there's ones like you just hear there's like a lot of, a lot of Canadian comics on the Laugh USA one. And, oh. you know, nobody, you know, mostly Canadian or American would see the name and, and know any better. 
Yeah. But being in the industry, I look at it and go, that's, that guy's Canadian. Oh, that's another Canadian. Oh, right. that's another Canadian. That's right. It's yeah. nice that they like us. Yeah, right. There. And then yeah. the ones that you Funny hear- is funny. I mean, that's that's the nice, the, the democratic quality of of, uh, of America is that they're just like, whatever. Like, if it gets, you know, if it seems to be good, then let's use it rather than kind of all the- Is it the small town? Yeah. Everyone's represented, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, and I come from like, I just want to, I like funny, that purest- sense of you know just funny yeah it's like <laughs> i don't need i don't I'm not as always as curious but the application of how to funny can be socially relevant or whatever right. you know yeah this joke about frozen yogurt well hold on a second yeah. is it fair trade organic where is it sourced from <laughs> it's just a fucking ice cream joke go fuck yourself i um <laughs> yeah I, I i mean i i i kind of feel like uh like comedy is like math and then like Asians how, are better at it and then how you uh, <laughs> nah, you can take it I there. like trying to fuck it up no <laughs> just you make can it take back. it you could, that's all you catch you laughing at something that's all you it's not gonna be the race I'm stuff. still waiting for you to get back to your Louis CK jerking off thing that we started <laughs> Yeah. You're like, well, I, I was going like, to talk about it. To but, hear uh, another, to, you know, honestly, it's like to hear more people talk about some guy beating off. It's like, yeah. really? Do we need to hear it again? Let's take a, get another take, though. Yeah. What do you think, angle? person not relevant to everything? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just like, it's, I, you know what I like? You know what I like about this time is that generally uh, assholes are getting called out. Yeah. Overall. Oh, what, what, I mean, the, I mean the the sexual harassment thing—that's one area of it. But right. any scenario where somebody who's in control thinks that they can do whatever they want with no checks, it's like I, I, I get a kick out of because I don't, you know, I've never liked. It's like a bully, you know. I no, I don't, I didn't like anyone's a prick, a bully. I don't want them to be rewarded, and we live in a society where where that's rewarded. You know, it's like right. it's like if it's you're, an age if you're, of more accountability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's just, I get, a, I just fun to watch somebody who thinks that they're untouchable get brought down. That's, yeah. I, I like that aspect of it. Aside from all the specifics, I just, right. I just like seeing that. And so I don't care who it is or what the scenario is. It's sort of like, I just like to watch, the, the, to analyze the specifics of it is not as interesting to me as that. Right. It's, it's kind of this, this social media with all how annoying it is. I like that it's given a certain kind of power to people who don't have power. Right, and and that is the part that I like about this whole thing. Um, it's almost like the things are being revealed. I almost think it's kind. Of, I mean, I don't know anything about the Bible of like New Testament or whatever, but I like the fact that revelations like this is like digital revelations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just like using that term. <laughs> You're still trying to find the name of it. Why don't you just put in so and so Academy Award? Yeah, yeah. I was about to. I was about to. Oh, here. Okay, because that was like 15 minutes ago. I know it's because I, I kind of just finished telling me what was a half an hour ago. You're matter. like, they'll look it up. I just did, I just want to get like the word before you did conformist, years. conformist, and then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, well That's I leave it to fine. you to find it quick, and instead, no, I'll find it. You're Hold slower on. than the second coming, considering the fact that I you brought up it. religion. It's right here, I got what it is right it? Here. Oh, there you go. It just took a couple. Uh, I just didn't taps. type in the right. I didn't type in the right thing. It's right here. Well, wait a moment. It's not. It's it's. Why is it calling in? You just can, type in his name in Academy Award. That's it. That's yeah, all you need. Yeah, I could do that. I just, I, I just because then it's going to say so and so, and it'll fill in I one the Academy in, Award. I for. put in, I put in uh, Pixar, Pixar Oscar short, and I thought that'd be oh, enough. For Christ's sakes! Oh, look at that. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a YouTube uh, interview with him, my, my buddy Alan. 
Uh, Piper. It was called Piper. Piper. You said that earlier, did you no. not? Oh, because no, it's Sandpiper. Sand, sand Piper. It's called Piper. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Look up Piper Oscar thing, whatever, and it'll have a bunch. of I don't of know. Notes. What do they have to look at? It has nothing to do with me. I um. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted this for my own interest. I you knew someone of, of importance. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to build your importance, and you're tearing it down. Yeah, and now he's like, oh, it nothing to do with me. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. I uh. Do you have like um. And this sounds so stupid. Are we wrapping this up soon? If I you gotta, want. I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah, we can wrap it up. I got I to gotta, I gotta figure out what bits I'm doing tonight. <laughs> I wanted to ask, though, now that you're there, you were saying to me earlier, you know, you, you're not touring as much yeah. in terms of just like wanting to be on the road every single week. Uh-huh. So are you mostly in Los Angeles now? Yeah. What kind of stuff are you doing there besides stand-up? Like I, you're going out, you're, you're working on new material. Yeah. Are you doing other things as well? Well, not really. There's, I'm not really like I don't. I'm not writing for anything or auditioning for any. Uh, so that's why I'm just kind of at this point building up some uh, projects that I want to do for myself. Like that's to you know, it's kind of like I, I for this next year I'm going to develop a few things on my own and kind of develop a kind of a, a, a body of work, so to speak. And then yeah. when when that's finished, when because I always feel like like uh, the idea of doing things for other people. I've done a lot of that where I'm like looking, hustling to get a writing job so I can write on a show or, or act on a show. Right. And, and, and so many times it's like, it's such a lot of, it's so much work to try to get somebody else to prove what you do. Right. And a lot of times these aren't even things that I'm that crazy about. They're just a job. And it's this weird thing where you get caught up with this idea that I want, I want that job and I want, and I realized just do some stuff myself. Yeah, be your own producer. Yeah, and exactly, and and uh, and then from that, then I can show them what I what it looks like when I'm in control of the whole thing. Yep. Rather than say like, well, you know, if this was if it was this, I'd do it differently or whatever. I'm actually just doing it my way. And then from that, once I've got those things, then I can sell myself in a different way. Because right now, you know, it's all about kind of how you sell yourself and. And it's like, are you a good actor? Are you a good writer? Do you want to do those things? You know, are, do you just want to be a touring stand-up? And um, and it's like, I know I'm not. I can't sell my. I'm not going to sell myself as an actor necessarily in L.A. Like as you know, unless you're like in your early twenties or something like that. It's just or 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 if you get like a lot of heat at some certain right. point, it's hard to kind of get like uh, a um, representation to be interested unless you've got something that they can see they can sell. Right. Of I know as a guy, yeah, and my and guy in my position, I'm just not. I'm not. I don't have something flashy to sell in that sense as a face. Hmm. And then as a writer, I don't really want to be in writing rooms. I've done that, and I don't like the experience. It's kind of like an it's like a, an office job that I don't necessarily want. Right. Um, which then brings me back to like, well, then it's me calling the shots and doing and making producing something myself, where yeah. I where I get to where I get to hire myself as the writer and cast myself and all that. Yeah. Um, well, and again, it goes back to which seems to be a theme that pops back in is the control. Yeah. Is just is being able to be in control. It's it's the same thing with the very beginning of stand up when you're talking to guys who are like, oh, this club won't put me on, and I can't get on that show, and so and so yeah, on. Yeah. And it's like. Those are just business models. Mm-hmm. You can be like, hey, you guys put me on your thing. Or or you can just go somewhere and go, I'm making a show. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling the shots, as you say, and being in control of it. And you're also assuming the risk. Yeah. Right? And that's a, that's a lot of people. And that's one of the things that I've talked about is yeah. just the, the taking the risk is a is an intimidating thing. It sometimes. is, but it's also, but it's also, you know, the risk then. I turned off the fuck. Uh, oh, no, I didn't turn off the sound. I turned off the Wi-Fi, so I wasn't getting external notifications, but the ones already in the calendar are coming in. I'm so sorry. Now it's on silent. Oh, God. 
Well, that's uh, that's uh, that's the sound means that we got to wrap this up. Isn't, <laughs> hey, it? isn't that what that is? Whatever um, you like, brother. No, I was just gonna say that uh, just to finish the thought um, is is you know it's like uh, nothing venture, nothing gained, that yes. kind of thing, right? So no risk, no reward. Yeah. So so and you know it's to me it's not even well for me it's not really a risk for me it's just like a fun thing to do it's a fun project it's something that i'm doing i'll do with my own money just because i want to try doing it right yeah. i mean it's like somebody decides they want to take up painting you know it's you that's what else are you going to do and so and so it's just it costs money the product the production costs money but that's why i'm you know i'm going to try to take advantage of of what stand-up has given me the, the fact that stand-up is ironically instead of it being just the stepping stone i thought maybe it might be it's now in a way gonna f help me fund something else that i want to do right so it's a weird thing where like i may end up getting to where i want to go but just not in the way that i wanted to and uh, over a way longer yeah. number of years but um but i it is for me it, it's kind of just what i need to do and I, and i think that if i got a chance to do it i, I would it would fit it would fit and i think i'd do it i think i'd i'd enjoy doing it yeah well so, I, I can't remember who i was talking with recently but they were saying how like they got to a point with the doing stand-up and the touring and they're like i i want to do stand-up because i want to not because i have to yeah you know, don't don't have to be on like being on the road it's like yeah. it's the same with the passion projects i want to do these projects i'm willing to put my own money but it's at least i'm doing it because i want to mm -hmm. and it's not because i have to do it or, yeah. or anything like that yeah i mean i mean I, I i'm always looking you know when i was looking for jobs to, writing jobs and stuff it was because i had to to pay the rent like that i wasn't making enough i wasn't making money as a touring comic so therefore i had to find other ways to make money and so writing was i thought well that's good at least because i'm developing a skill that i could use and in, in fact it was good like now now when i approach what i want to do i'm approaching it with having had a professional experience in all the things that i want to do so that gives me kind of a, a confidence in, in what i'm doing so that's good too uh, uh you know like i may have written on things i wasn't crazy about but i know what it's like to write on a show and i know how a show kind of works and so i may as well just uh, do it myself but it's funny though it's funny it's just so weird <laughs> i just love the big sigh at the end yeah. of it I talk about how i could do it myself oh my god so much, so much stuff to do i um but it is funny though because it's like for whatever reason it's like such a such a big deal i'm gonna do it myself there's like you know fucking 14 year olds just pick up a camera and do it themselves it's just that yeah i just think that i think it's because you know you start with a certain model of way showbiz works yeah when you know like when you're it's like oh i i i they they pluck you and then they put you in a sitcom and they like all that stuff and then that goes all away and then it's like okay now what now you get to do it the way you want well wait a moment i but i'm used to doing it in a professional kind of right. way so then the idea you know and then you think and then i'm thinking like well i don't want to necessarily just do a bunch of low budget videos i kind of think i want it to be at a certain quality because and that's another thing i think we were talking earlier about like putting out a lot of con like a comedy yeah. special a year or something like mm -hmm. that and how the, everything's about content now and my thing is i've never i've always been more quality over quantity right and so that's that's the thing is that, Likewise, that I, yeah. yeah so that's why like and i think that that's fine i think that 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 it's good to actually be the opposite of the way the thing things are in the industry is like so for me it's like instead of like doing a bunch of videos i'd rather do like one good short film you know mm -hmm. and like have that because i feel like when i see that it has more of an impact when well, I it's see like it. the all these youtube videos someone like, all right guys make sure like the idea that 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 the title and the image thumbnail has to be misleading as to what you're actually about right, to watch right, because yeah, that's yeah. the only way you can get someone to watch it and that's then it's right. like 
hey, this new movie's coming out. Like it's like it's like check out the Captain Marvel trailer. Right. And then you go, hey guys, so the Captain Marvel trailer hasn't come out yet, and we're all uh, pretty excited to see it. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be good? Yeah. We think it's been delayed because blah 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 blah. What do you think? All right, click like, comment, subscribe, blah blah. And I'm like that, there was nothing to well, that. Like they yeah. met people. There's just, no, yeah, there's people who just want. The, you know, this is a time where you don't necessarily have to have talent to be seen. Yes. And there's some people who just want to be seen. And, you know, it's not, they don't want to be admired for how clever they can be, which is kind of like, you know, one of the things that drive us to some extent. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and I think, I, you know, that kind of all started with reality TV, which is, by the way, was what reality TV really hit hard right around the time that I was kind of ready to like hit the industry from like yeah, yeah, TV. Yeah. Right. It was literally when sitcoms died completely. Yeah. Right when I was like, hey, I think I might be ready now for, you know, I think I'm ready. And it's sort of like, oh no, we don't want, we're not looking for that anymore. Yeah, we found all these people who work for free. Yeah, and so. And, and it turns out it's way more popular to watch people yeah. break down on television than it so is. So there's to, that, there's that too. If I could say one thing to the listeners who who are interested in. They're already gone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking. But they laughed, it's just you yeah, and me at this that's one. That's good, that's good. <laughs> But if you're talking about like, like how does it work and what do I do and all that, I think that the other thing too is you got to just realize that sometimes it's about what happens in the industry and it's outside of your control too, right? Well, the biggest example that I use for people to really get an idea of like what it's like, because you, like you said, you got to have some heat on you or whatever yeah. for people to want to sell you. And I thought, you know, it, it didn't occur to me right away because I was younger, but the whole like American Idol thing, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, why would you as a record label go out and spend a bunch of money, you know, developing someone mm -hmm. and then having to promote them and having to sell them and then hope that they catch on and they sell all these albums when you can just take them for free and put several of them on all at once mm -hmm. and go, all right, which one do you like? Now vote for them. We want to know which one you're going to buy when oh, yeah. we start packaging yeah. them because they're all working for free in the yeah. chance that maybe they'll win. Yeah. And then you go, okay, cool. Now that everyone has voted for you, we just make this album and it's already sold. It's so easy, yeah. It's like people are like, oh, what a great prize. It's like, no, they're saving so much yeah, money yeah. by basically deciding. Yeah. And they're getting free free promotion. Yeah. It's like now we follow this person's story. We're completely invested in them. 100%. So, and we know what you they You already look, picked him. Yeah. You yeah, guys picked yeah. him. Not They're like, oh, we're going to get you involved. No, no, we're just finding out who you're going to pay for. Sickeningly brilliant. Yeah. And now it's with everything. The America's Got Talent. Everything is go, you tell us who you're willing to buy right. before we put yeah, anything into yeah. them. You know, it's Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant and yeah. and and it's it yeah it's that's like you said that's not sitcoms and we're not it's reality and people who are for free and, and air yeah, their dirty laundry on television thing. i mean i didn't i i i really didn't want i mean i, I kind of look back and i was like i guess i made a something of a mistake but the idea of like doing these uh stand-up competitions oh because it's so out of your control it's like you could do a set that you think is pretty good and then they just make you look like a terrible comic and i just hated the idea of taking that giving that control and that power yeah where they where they just kind of start all right now it's time for the judges to criticize your act and i'm like yeah and that's what it is right that's what like you know like a last comic standing thing yeah i mean it's I've great actually never watched that i know yeah i know i, know I couldn't i couldn't watch i couldn't watch it but i but i get you know why it's great if it works out for you yeah. like it's great as a comic that you then have the credit and the and the exposure and that's fine if it works out but if it if you're not one of the lucky ones now you get to be the living joke yeah and then you yeah. get to be, you know, and then they, they cut it together to make you look like an idiot. Yeah. That's they actually control. did that on Dragon's Den with uh, with a... I saw uh, that. Yeah. And I love that they were wearing the shirts too, thinking it would be a great fucking promo for them. Now it just looks like them and the industry is shitty. 
Jokes yeah. on Hold was the product, guys. If you want to Google Jokes on Hold uh, Dragon's Den, so you'll see the pitch. You'll see how they made them look like a laughing stock uh, and how their decision to wear T-shirts with a comedy club chain ugh. on them made that look even worse, too. Um, <laughs> whatever, dude. We can, I, I do want to let you go because I know that uh, that you got to go get prepared for tonight. But uh, but I do enjoy talking with you. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, I You're going to do great. I can't wait for the album. You still, I asked you the other night, you said no. I would imagine you still don't have a title for the new one. It's either uh, more me or uh, creating content <laughs> or something to that effect, maybe. Yeah. Where can, uh, just for fun, where can people see what's going on with you do you do you tweet do you instagram do you Facebook? yeah i think i'm more instagram i mean yeah. I, i'm i'm pretty much across all platforms i'm i'm at alex nussbaum n-u-s-s-b-a-u-m that's right a-l-e-x a-l-e-x n-u-s-s-b-a-u-m yeah it, um so but instagram is usually the one that i just find it's easier to just put up a picture i, I yeah. don't really tweet other than to kind of retweet like i don't know how yeah and i barely i'm barely i tweet shit but i i'm not very i kind of get that whole that whole fiasco when i had to go back to canada was right, right around the time all those things got popular so kind of like i wasn't able to ride that wave and so i, yeah. I just kind of like use it just to to post where i'm where i'm playing yeah yeah that's cool well and for anyone who's listening still uh alex is at absolute comedy all weekend uh in ottawa um, are you doing Toronto and Kingston after this or have you already done? No, that? no, I'm just, I'm just doing Ottawa. I usually just do the one, one week to come up and do a week. And, and yeah. So I'll, so next time I'll, I might do Kingston or Toronto or something like that. Okay. Well, they, they'll hopefully they'll follow you on Twitter. They'll see what's going on. If you happen to be in the Ottawa area, uh, go to absolutecomedy.ca and get your, uh, you know, you can see what show works for you. Come see Alex. He's super funny. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this dude and for, uh, you know, patiently, sitting through all of my questions and uh, stories. Quite a pleasure. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, buddy. 